Okay, you're on. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, everybody. Now we started this shiurim, I think, in January, or February of this year, but um, I don't think any shoe that we've had so far has generated the type of <coughs> murmuring and I don't want to call it excitement, but interest uh, when I talked about what this what today's was about. And I think part of it is because most of the shiurim that we've been having uh, have to do with either Dine Torah that I was involved in or other rabbonim and postkim from the previous generations uh, with interesting uh, ramifications for our life. Um, and therefore it was sort of like discovering the uh, familiar and the unfamiliar which is also, a, that's a great aspect of learning. But I think today's class, especially considering, <laughs> especially today's class, uh, considering the audience that's here in front of us, uh, here in a, in a business environment, a uh, business environment that clearly is shared by, by, by people of all uh, ages and races and genders, uh, this was a, a topic. And those people watching in on Facebook. Yes, yes, I have to acknowledge them. People, right? People watching Facebook. This is something that many of us have already been in, uh, and when we experience it, we might have experienced it as as recently as a couple minutes ago. Which is the idea of how, if, if we are observant Jews, if we are Orthodox Jews, uh, or observant in, in, in trying to, whatever, we, we don't want to even give ourselves away, but we want to follow uh, the laws of the Torah and, and the way that things are, are handed down to us from the, the rabbis, the Torah Shabbat, what should be our, our attitude when it comes to um, uh, interpersonal connection, specifically the, as I say, I, I, hope, I hope you understood the pun here, Extend aiding circumstances. In other words, the idea of thank you. Good laugh there. Yeah. You like that? Good mark. I just got it. That's why I sort of italic. I italicize the extend in order to emphasize that. And that's really, really part of the point. Is that you would say, well, it really depends. Okay, let's see who is the person who is offering the hand. Who is the person? What's the situation you're dealing with? But it's something I think which everybody uh, has had stories, and I, I, I want to encourage uh, people to actually say how they've dealt with with this issue. Um, before we start, though, that's going to be the topic. Before we start again, I have to makerto to the covet of the uh, of our sponsors, and I, uh, Yossi uh, Joseph Kaval, Yossi Kaval, uh, who I give a lot of credit to in terms of. Uh, I'm very impressed with uh, his his Masiras Nefesh really. To this partner that he does, and also you know he goes home every week, uh, makes a huge trip back to Cleveland and back. Uh, still here with uh, with friends, and a big simcha for Yossi uh, that he had his first grandson born, uh, and I think right he's probably landed in Eretz Yisrael by now. Yes, uh, he took us yeah, oh good he took us flight. Uh, I wrote a little poem for him. It was composed at one in the morning or almost so. Uh, it'll be mochel the poem, but hamishpacha. Uh, so in other words, uh, especially as I've learned, there's a, a, a hard job for a shver to learn. Stand, stand by the parents. No, but don't necessarily intrude too much. Stand and support the parents of the new child, and hopefully we should all be zochah to, to see this new child uh, for, uh, in we should see nachas from Yossi. You should have nachas from, from your, from your new Einikel. And we should all, uh, bezochah to be in Eretz very soon. And of course, Yossi wanted the, also the yard site of his mom. 
Bluma Fredel Bas Yosef. Uh, I have to tell you this pasuk just quickly. I took out my my grandmother's tenarena, uh because I was looking for a pasuk for Fredo. I was looking, but I did find the pasuk for a pasuk for Bluma, and I think it's a tsuga pas really for us. Uh, he says he wants this share to be a spouse for his grandmother. So if you take a look, there's going to be a time, maybe not yet. There's going to be a time that your shalim will once again be the seat of God's presence in the world. They're all going to gather there. And we're not going to do that's bluma based on ayin. So in a way, we are because the topic of the classes we're actually dealing in, in, in a different society. I'm not saying the society is bad, but the society definitely has elements that aren't from us as B'nai Teira. It doesn't, it actually imposes its own ideas. Hopefully there will be a time that we're going to have clarity. Um, again, I couldn't resist taking a shot at, as we say, uh, this moment in the Western world where uh, revi- we're reeling in revelations, the Da'i al-Hakim of Visa Harvey, and the businesses uh, increasing scrutiny on interpersonal behavior. I think it's, it's again, it's, it's, it's in the air uh, that we have to sort of understand, well, what, where's halacha come down on preserving the dignity uh, of both parties? Eric? And it's interesting that it's almost all dealing with Jewish people. Right. You're talking about Weinstein, Dustin Hoffman, etc. Oh, et Dustin Hoffman is that from the. Um, yeah. also accused of Oh, wow. Yeah. I hear. I hear. Okay, again, I, I, unless unless I have to go chazer over my uh, my I Spy videos, but I don't think he was. Uh, I don't think uh, Robinson was. You know, I, you know, I don't think I don't think the, the Bill was uh, was a heat. But you're right; it's definitely in the air. And I'm not trying to give them any piercing here. But I think we're all talking about in society. What is what are we supposed to be doing? In other words, a way to respect another person. Uh, and in fact, I would argue that a little bit of a return to understanding the Torah perspective, the local perspective, might even help the secular world. In other words, in terms of respect of the other person, and yet, really, the, the uh, respectful distance that the Torah demands. So anyway, so I thought this could maybe help out, maybe for us particularly and beyond. Um, so... I, again, I want to get some feedback from people, especially if they have a specific story or something that's occurred to them, how, how they've dealt with it. Uh, but I guess, you know, the hook I want to start with is something that, uh, you know, it, 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 it rang a bell to me from a band. I remember one of the things, you know, the Magide Shear, and, and I want to, I want to uh, acknowledge uh, a great Magid Shear here, Rabbi Weiss, or Shiva, uh, who uh, is, 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 is really the greatest in terms of uh, the quality of a Shear. But as Rabbi Weiss knows, we, we put things in our brain and we put things away for, oh, this will, this will be an element that we can maybe use for uh, a hook for a share. So I remember, many, many of you might remember it. I'll start with him giving, uh, and, and just let's start with this. Uh, this was, you might remember it's from 2002. How many years is that? 15 years ago? The internet was not what it was, but uh, here was the question that Randy Cohen, the ethicist from the New York Times, right, Adam, from the New York Times. So let's read the question. The courteous and competent real estate agent I just hired to rent my house shocked and offended me when after we signed our contract, 
He refused to shake my hand, saying that as an Orthodox Jew, he did not touch women. As a feminist, I oppose sex discrimination in all sorts. However, I also support freedom of religious expression. So in other words, he, right? how do I balance these conflicting values? Should I tear up our contract? Uh, does everyone remember this from 15 years ago? Nope. Okay. I'm too young to remember it. What? I'm too young to remember it. Okay. Okay. I remember when I heard about this. And again, I said, wow, that's... so." Uh, what did Randy say? Let's take a look. So this, I don't know if Randy Cohen is Jewish. Cohen doesn't necessarily mean he's a Jew. Uh, but, but his answer is very much, I think, uh, in tune with the political correct uh, humanistic uh, attitude, uh, which, uh, again, I'm, I, you know, I'm not criticizing, but I think it, I think it, it reflects what's the attitude of, of, of the world that we're, we're, we're dealing with. Um, Though the agent dealt you only a petty slight without your intent, you're entitled to work with someone who will treat you with the dignity and respect he shows his main clients. If this involved only his own person, adherence to the laws would certainly your dress, you should of course be tolerant. In other words, religious tolerance, okay, he can dress the way he looks, he can wear a burqa, whatever it is, but that's his own choice. But his actions affect you. Sexism is sexism, even when motivated by religious convictions. I believe you should tear up your contract. Um, had he declined to shake hands with everyone, there'd be no problem. What he may not do, however, is render a class of people untouchable. Where he say an airline ticket clerk refused to touch Asian Americans, he finds himself out of order, and rightly so. Bias on the basis of sex is, easy, is equally discreditable. Okay. Um, some, let's see, go on. Some religious... Uh, that a civil societies that assign men and women distinct spheres argue that while these two spheres are different, neither is inferior to the other. Okay, in other words, men and women, right? They could be, yes? What's interesting about Yiddishkeit is that's a direct opposite. Yiddishkeit holds that women are superior to men because they have less to do because they didn't sin. So it's very interesting. That You're right. This is this is a Tzvi uh, is telling us that we know, and, and we've heard this uh, quite a bit. Especially those you might have heard this explanation as I spoke about this in Davening the other day. Why we make the bracha shalei asani isha? Do you remember we spoke about any people here from Davening? Mayor, are you here? Anybody here from the Davening group? Okay. So remember we spoke about yeah, Mark. We spoke about shalei asani isha and why it's done the negative. So one of the answers is that said is that that bracha is really not a put down for women, but right, it's really uh, um, it's almost a, an acceptance yeah. <laughs> that women have. They have less to do because they're on a higher, on a higher level. level. They don't need the mitzvahs as much and as we do, right? That's and therefore it's not saying that we're better than them, but it's almost like accepting our accepting the lot that we're in. <laughs> Although, had we been a woman, things might be different. So there are there are there is that approach. I've heard it from actually in the name of some Chassidish Sherevis. Um, I have to tell you, Tzvi, it sounds a little bit like Ekalagia um, to me. It sounds, apologia means uh, a good way to say something that people will accept, but it doesn't really sound right. It's something, what? It's hard to say this. Go ahead, have less. Right. It doesn't sound good. Right. It doesn't pass the eye test. Okay, but it doesn't pass the eye test. But but it is, I think, an idea that isn't completely... Uh, it's not. It, it's not a complete check here, uh, but 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 I do think it emphasizes a, a sense of ruchniyus that the, the, the Mukubolim knew that women had, 
And right. uh, the Mekubalim knew that women were more in tune with the idea of Shkena and things like that based on the Medrashim and other things that as well. So you're right. Um, the says women have been and women don't. Okay. Uh, the Yisera is given to them. That's correct. However, again, what Randy's talking about is he doesn't like these type of uh, religions where you have the basis of, in other words, to say men and women are separate. I assume it was a she. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, it was a woman. He said, no, Randy is telling the story for somebody and else. Yeah, right, he, he quotes actually. He actually quotes again. This is really not worthwhile. He actually quotes a line from a movie that's worth watching, uh, and Luke, uh, just to see how somebody can be broken by someone else. You know, uh, Paul Newman is a prisoner who sort of gets broken eventually. Uh, doing my job doesn't make it right. So calling an offensive action religious doesn't make it right. So again, he wrote this uh, 15 years ago. Just want to make up one point here. He was then interviewed in another uh, wonderful media outlet that you guys might be familiar with, NPR. And this is the uh, this is the uh, transcript. He says that this was the question, and again, this was in 2002. So he got 3,000, <coughs> 4,000 comments on this. In one case, he got now 4,000 comments in 2000. And, what would you say, this case? 4,000 comments in 2002 would mean how many comments today? Probably, probably what, 20,000 almost, right? Not more. What? Not more. Okay, so in 2002, he got 4,000 comments on this article about basically condemning the Orthodox Jew who wouldn't shake hands uh, with this woman. Uh, And he told her to rake up the contract. He recaps the story here, and he says, and this is the story where it happened. Um, Fire the guy. Um, and here he mentions instead of an Asian American, he says, if you can't touch because you're black, we wouldn't put up for two minutes. I felt that when you have religious values which manifest you being part of the military community, you can't impose that on other people. So that was, uh, that, that really put this thing in the, in the heart of, of the American media. And many people were churning and talking about it. Uh, I refer you uh, to Jonathan Rosen's article, which I sent to the attachment, and other things. But I, I start with this because this is something that happens all the time. You're a businessman. Uh, you, you, can, you work well with that other person. And you obviously show respect to them. When it comes to shaking your hands over the deal, all of a sudden, there's this... Now, before we get started, does anybody want to share anything from things that have happened among for themselves. I, um, do you have an incident with yourself, Sweet? Not personally. The word what I was that called. That could be Randy Combs called. What I was called. What I was called in. What I was told in, in the school. Of Hi, Joseph. It's Charlie on behalf of IBM here. How are you doing today? I think you have the wrong number. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> what I was told from somebody who works in. Uh, he worked in what's it called? He worked in job applications. He said the best way to deal with it is to just be straight up and honest and say, look, I can't shake your hand because of religious reasons. But at the same time, make sure that your body language isn't conveying, and some adding on, conveying a negative sort of stance. Because there's a lot that's read from the actual body language. Very good. I don't think that that was their issue, though. Okay, so one second. Svi is saying that sometimes it's not just words. It's, at, it's the way you comport Present yourself. It, yeah. Right. So it's not just the words you have to say. So there's one thing is being uh, upfront about it beforehand and being a chocham, so to speak, to realize that these things might happen and just saying, this is my religious 
uh, these are my guidelines in terms of my religion. Well, you can claim to be a germaphobe. That works too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eric, what did you want to say to David? Well, no, I felt like it, it, it seems like if his being orthodox should only come up, it came up at the end when he was shaking our hand, then there was already something not correct with the situation. Uh-huh. In other words, the, the real estate agent should have should have in the beginning of the relationship sort of made it well, clear. Uh, if his being orthodox Jew hadn't come through until until now, well, no, well, I don't no. think that that would. There was no shame. But did she realize? But did she realize beforehand that Orthodox Jews don't shake their hands with women? Or was it that she didn't realize until that point that as an Orthodox Jew, that meant that he wouldn't be able to shake her hand due to religious restrictions? Maybe she thought beforehand that that she that he was an Orthodox Jew, but she didn't realize that Orthodox Jews had a restriction against. Uh, You know what? These are things which I don't know if we can tell, but I will say. From my gut feeling is is that, and I've dealt with real estate agents. I've tried to sell houses um, and try to buy houses. It's that moment of let's shake hands. We got it done. Might only happen at the end. You don't necessarily. Yeah, yeah but I think they should. Have, there should have been some sort of discourse beforehand. Okay. It can't be discourse legally before it. I'm saying not discourse. I'm saying I'm, not, I'm a broker. I'm an orthodox. You can't say my religion. <coughs> It seems to be going on the basis that it's us, sir. We haven't we haven't defined that. So oh, okay. Let's go with so, so, Okay, so good. So halacha, you know. All right. So you're wondering. In other words, was he? Okay, good. So Yanki is asking another question. Forget about whether we should fire the real estate agent. What what the real estate agent did is it actually was he right? In other words, he got himself well, well, in, well, he got well, himself in hot water for what he did. There's halacha, and then there's. Okay, so, the, the, so you're wondering of okay. emotional also. But there's also but there's also this, this entitlement to handshake. And technically a person shouldn't be entitled to receive a handshake, if you think about it, because you're asking me to come out of my comfort here to spit, shake your hand. Okay. So I'll tell you what, let's now, okay, let's see. Okay, so I, 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 I think know some, I know somebody who has a low school, you don't shake anybody's hand. Mm. Okay, so in other words, because he doesn't want this situation to happen, he told my brother in law, he told me that he has a vote book that I don't shake anybody's hand. Men and women come together for a business meeting in his office. Which is sort of like the germaphobe answer. In other words, there's a way to sort of, there's a way to avoid this all by. And he tells the men, I don't shake anybody's hand. In case we're women, they're going to get insulted. So I'm not shaking anyone's hand. And if you're all insulted, <laughs> okay, so let, let, let me throw a monkey wrench in a, a different situation. You go to a, 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 a Heimerschel grocery store, right, and they try to give you change that very often they'll, they'll try right. to do it so far and the coins end up all over the place. Yeah. You know, it, right. So huh? They have a machine for that. That's what they're selling. So that's what we have. So Pomegranate put in a change machine because of that? Wow. The price is expensive. I'm going to say it's not a handshake. I hear, I hear. Can you change it? Yeah. Um, so, again, so I, before we get to the, 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 the truth, David, you want to say something? Just to Steve's point, that explaining to people it doesn't always work. I, I had a situation as a consultant when I met a new site where I figured I was working with them. So usually if it's a one-time shot, I try not to embarrass if I need to, I shake hands. But I explain to them, look, I, I wouldn't do that. And my boss, not the, them, not the people I'd be spending the year with, 
he got concerned and afterwards pulled me aside and said, look, you know, I, I don't want you to be ruining my business. And he was explaining to people it doesn't always work. There's practicalities. In so, Dermot, you're saying in, in your business situation, it was turning off people that you wouldn't shake the hands of the people who would be your No, actually, just my boss, who happens to be Jewish, was concerned about me explaining to the non-Jews, who are usually more receptive to this, that I can't shake hands. Well, what you could do. And, okay, so let me ask you, you could do, since, since we're sort of like in a laboratory... You accidentally sneeze in your hand, they won't want to shake your hand. <laughs> okay, we're in a laboratory here. Otherwise, so, good we're in a, so if somebody wants to offer, again, I've been connected with the company in, you know, in a peripheral way. Uh, I don't sit in on, on your meetings, um, and, and we have people here that are definitely observant or who have meetings with men and women, um, and there might be a difference between a, a non-Jewish woman and a Jewish woman. Give me at least what, 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 what's, what, what do you, what, give me some experience from what you guys have done here. Somebody want to just speak up before we move on? Because I think it's almost like the elephant in the room, right? It's, it's not like I'm bringing something in. You tell me. And again, no, no, there's no faces here. Nobody's going to be held. Why is that relevant? <laughs> because it's happening here. I, I want to know what is the... Because I'm, listen, I'm taking you from place A to place B. So we're, so you're here in, in place A. He right? wants you to give an example. So I, I personally never asked how long it's Okay, so what happens? Elias, what happens when you I, go I into a meeting? Okay. I figure it's okay. So in other words, when you meet someone here who works in the company, and everybody's sitting around, and someone says hi, Eliezer, and a lady extends yeah. her hand, do you extend your hand first to the lady? Either way. I mean, I Either like way. To make a big deal out of something that. Okay. I, I don't know how logically I'm just saying. Okay, but that's that's your gut telling you, and that's what yeah. you do over here. Yeah. Anybody else want to say that's basically what happens here? Is that the norm? Um, if it's a group, I don't want to embarrass anyone. So at that point, they shake the hand. So David says, if you're in a group with other observant no, people, just a shaking group hands, of you'll people. do it too. A group of people. Oh. The lady might get embarrassed by you bringing up this conversation. Okay. So, so, so unless you're in private, a, or like, unless you do what Mark does, which is you say, you know, that's the guy who doesn't shake any hands. One can say there's a group of six or seven people coming in, and one or two are women. So the same way, the rest of the five. Uh, get a handshake, you're not going to not shake the other, the women's hands uh, for that reason. Okay. So I, I would assume, and that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> doesn't surprise me. And again, Yankee, maybe that's not what everybody does, but that seems to have been the accepted idea. Now again. That is, well, it is how morally most people will feel because it is, you're isolating her by saying you're not going to shake her. Oh, okay. right. So let's talk about uh, the question uh, the way uh, it was uh, uh, explained. Here, let me close that. So I mentioned in the uh, inter- I mentioned in the blurb that there has been a uh, what did I say? The internet. Uh, I first started with dueling internet, but I changed it to um, the, oh yeah, internet debate. There's an internet debate of Rab- Yuval Sherlo and Rashoma Avinay. Now, um, Who this, are these people? what? Oh, so I'm going to tell you who they are. <laughs> So these are all Rabbanim. Uh, Yuval Shoro is about uh, 60. Shobhan is in the 70s. Israel. What? They're both married to Israel. And they both have become extremely prominent through the Internet. In other words, uh, <coughs> questions from the Internet. Shorlau uh, has answered, he's written, uh, again, it's a great way to, to print Svarim, because he's printed 15 or 20 Svarim, based on the 50,000 questions that he has received from the internet. 
And part of it is because uh, everybody can send in. You can be anonymous. You don't have to visit the rabbi. Uh, and he's actually, he, he, he's written Svarim, he calls them Rashut Arabim, Rashut Ayochet, Rashut meaning Rashin Vav Tov, which of course is Rashi is for Shaios Vachuvos. So in other words, there's, there's a whole cottage industry of rabbis on the internet uh, who answer questions. And then it's, it's open, again, you have to know how to search around, but Rav Shervo, uh wrote Chuvas on the internet in this question, and Rabbi Biner, he almost matches Rav Shervo. He's got four or five websites, and also he probably has Chuvas in the, in the thousands. So these are people, you know, if you think about it, some Seifer had 2,000 Chuvas, and we're lucky every single one that we get, you know, and, 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 and today we have Rabbanim all over Israel, in particular, not so much here in the United States, but we have Rabbanim there Israel who collected a mass of, of information. So obviously this question, I think, is a little different in Israel than here. What's the, why is Eretz Israel different? Because in Eretz Israel, it's mostly between Jews, Jews and Jews. And I think there's also a, a more heated atmosphere in Eretz Israel than there is here. And the situations that we've been talking about, that uh, Yonah's not here, and he wants the MP3 on this, but Yonah actually said that there was someone, uh, a Miss Becker, who used to work here in IDT. Uh, it was a German uh, a girl who worked for years here in IDT and was part of their meetings constantly. And when she was in a situation where somebody, I think it might have been a Jew, extended his hand to her, he, she said, not being a Jew at all, she said, I'm Shomer Nikia. <laughs> so, so that was here in IDT. What I think the story brings out is we sometimes don't give people enough credit. Uh, this woman who wrote Randy Cohen, as she said, she was a feminist, and she definitely had her agenda. But the truth is, in Eretz Yisrael, this, the, the, the hackles, is that what it's called? The hackles on, on their back uh, raise up in, in, in worry much more than I think the average uh, non-Jewish person here. Because what, that from person, I'm not good enough, I'm not, because I'm not Haredi, because I'm not Tati, I'm less. So I think in Eretz Yisrael, the questions come up uh, a, a lot stronger. So let me show you Aviner's, the way Aviner dealt with, uh, with the way Sherlow dealt with it, and Aviner. So here we go. So here is uh, Sherlow. Okay. So here it is. Um, let's go to the top of the page. Okay. Um, let's go to the top here. Somebody, okay. All right, can everybody see? Let me make it a little bit larger. It's already at 140. Um, okay. So, again, there's... Um, okay, here we go. Everybody can see it? Ha'im l'chitz asyad l'isho be'et hikahut muteret You're meeting a, a girl for the first... a person for the first time. Can the hand be extended? L'chitz um, asyad. L'chitz doesn't mean to shake but it means to actually touch with a certain amount of pressure. That's what lechitza means. I think, you know, as Donald Trump and others have, have emphasized yeah. lately, there's a difference between between just... Pressure. Right? right, right Rev, uh, Rev Willig says there's the cold fish. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what Rev Willig, right? Dead fish. There's, uh, that's what he calls it? The dead no, fish, right? Called. The cold fish handshake, and then there's the... Uh, 
Well, to Trump, he'd be pressing the flesh. That's right. That's so, right. He, wants, he, he, he does dead fish to everyone. Oh, what? Bill Clinton does a dead fish to everyone. Right. He should be doing dead fish to everyone. Okay, but the point is, you have to be you have to be my age to understand that. Okay, but anyway, the point is is that um, okay. So also does it make a difference if she's in need or not? So So what did Rav Shruel answer? He says there's really two parts to this question. First of all, Ramata Isur Tluya Bitib Hamaga. In other words, what sort of touching is it? In other words, this type of touching, and it's a touching just to say hello, it's an Isur de Rabama. In other words, Rav Shruel admits that it's also. But it's not also from the Torah. Because the Torah speaks about lo sikravu, lo galot ervata. Don't get close to a person in a way that could lead to a sexual union. So, right, we're, you know, there's, you know, taking, you know, somebody's hand, even like watching a scary movie in the movie theater, that's, in a way, that could also be the beginning of something, right? Definitely, let's hold hands, like in the street. That's something. But here, it's just, this is the courtesy that the Western world has, is that when two people meet, hello, right, how you doing? So that, he says, is Usr Durabana. That's touching, no question about it, but it's not, uh, it's not a Kravus that could be Usr from the Torah. So therefore, he says, that doesn't mean that this Durabana that could definitely shake your hand, but he says, but Isurim Nitchim that's the problem with this, okay? Hold on. Control Z. The scroll button, I think. Oh, yeah, Control V. I went up all the way up here. Okay. Control Z. Uh-huh. Control Z. So she doesn't do what you did. Okay. Change the size. Yeah, I, 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 need a, I need a tech guy to stay here. Okay, hold on. So what he's... Oh, here it is. Resume into 172. Okay, listen, this stuff we're editing out, all right? Okay. Full screen. Okay, that's all right. Everything, everything can be changed. Okay. So in other words, if it's an Isra Darabonon, an Isra Darabonon can be pushed away. In other words, if the situation is that an extension of a hand, or the E-extension of a hand, in other words, Hoshotas Yad, the E-Hashavas Yad, Mora Pigiyav Elbon, Mahave Pigiyav Elbon, it constitutes a sense of insult to the person, then then you're allowed, Rav Shirlo said, to actually give your hand back to her because the way you're reading the situation, you know there's going to be an insult because it's anyway only an Isra de Rabbana. It's not a din from the Torah because this is basically just a way that our society has of meeting someone. So now you have an Isra de Rabbana weighed against a person's uh, feeling of being hurt and insulted. So he says, has nothing to do whether she's in need or not. But then he also says, In other words, you obviously need a little bit of wisdom here. Uh, you should try not to be in such a situation in the first place, if possible. Okay, that was Rav Sherwell's internet tshuva about this. Um, 
Uh, now, Rav Shurlo himself, I should say it again, this is from Wikipedia, but I think it's uh, still pretty true because I did my research on him yesterday. Um, he actually believes that the, the future of Jewish life, especially in Eretz Yisrael, uh, is going to come with men and women being together in a society. And he says, That's what we're after. Men and women working together, but not in separate areas. There's, it's possible, he says, to have a tzniut, where you're not being over assumed, but men and women are operating in the same sphere. Um, in fact, he actually believes that people's, as he says over here, he says, if you're mocked so much on, so much discussion about Snius, it actually makes it that we push to the side other important things, like Shmir Samitzvah, Kamilas Chesed, Sedek, Lashon Hara. It's like these are hot button topics, and they get so much space, Rav Shurlau feels, that it's almost, it, it actually makes you less of a person when this is what you're thinking about. He says it's paradoxically, and I actually think there's a, a, a lot of truth in what he says here, that many times thinking about this and making this paramount in your head actually is the opposite of Tzniyus, because it shows an obsessiveness, he says, with this area. And therefore, it's like that's so much in your head. You know, you wonder again, again, I, I've been in Meir Sharm, and I've been in these places, right? You know, again, when you have someone who's screaming uh, at the top of their lungs, preaches, preaches, preaches about somebody, you have to wonder, again, <laughs> you don't like this, right? No, I don't know where he gets his Therabonum. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Hang on. Hang on. You know, I mean, it's Hang on. It's simple to say that it's Therabonum, but... Okay. So anyways, this is... So sure, well, we have to know where he's coming from. He he doesn't like this <laughs> anyway. Well, we, don't change we, we, we do we do see that there was there was this movement called Israel throughout history. Like, if you go look by Bayashani, they had a, they had a separate Ezra's notion for the ladies when they came in for... You know, That's true. That's true. That's true. Was, uh, you know. Okay, no one's denying that, Tzvi. The question, though, is, in other words, he feels that if we, this type of psak leads to a normalcy in life. That's what he's saying. Um, now. Uh, well, I argue by Shani, they're more normal than we are today. <laughs> it's interesting, when this psak came out, uh, a Haveric <laughs> Neset, um, I don't know who she is. Those of you that are more involved in Israeli politics might know, but there was a big Kiddush Hashem, possibly, uh, Tzipi uh, Chatobali. I don't know who she is. She's MK. You've heard of her? Yeah. Okay, so Tzipi is, Tzipi is an Orthodox woman, uh, and she says, <laughs> you know what? The fact that he gives this psak, I want to show you what Tzipi wrote. I thought I think it's very wonderful to hear her voice. Uh, and this is from, I think, the, one of the Israeli papers. Um... Uh, just one more thing about Sherlock, just to show. This is from Sherlock's psak. He says, he wrote a long psak, which has been deleted from the internet. <laughs> he wrote a long psak about this, and I spent about an, 40, an hour and a half looking for it. Uh, I spent a lot of time on finding this stuff. But I, I tried to find Sherlock's original psak, other than that short thing that you read. I couldn't find it. But this is a, a piece of it. Just like Rabbi Willig says. In other words, it's got to be clearly that it isn't, it's very formal. The, the way, and this gets into what you were saying, see, in terms of the body language. In other words, when you give that handshake, 
it clearly is just a formality. It's not like, oh, like I've been working with you online, and now I get to meet you. I'm going to use you for a second here. Oh, it's so great. Finally, to, to see the, the person. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> All right? So I'm saying that is the type of thing that he says. Even Rav Shurlau doesn't say you can do that. Do you feel harassed? <laughs> um, also, Rav Shurlau says a little bit what he says. Rav Shurlau also says that that ubamakum misuyam musuyamim pashit lizvabat meirosh. It's obviously easier sometimes to tell people in advance that, you know, because of your religious life, you don't shake hands with people of the opposite sex. Or Mark says you don't shake hands with anybody. But Shurla, again, so I, I don't want to I don't want to do him a disrespect here. He definitely said you have to be smart, try to not be involved in it. Um, uh, it, it makes sense to do it in a very uh, a very uh, power of a way, and a formal uh, with formality, and if you can, you should announce what it is. But at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, he allows it if she sticks that hand out, and he says still that if she sticks the hand out, Sherlo says, uh, and you think she's going to be insulted, that's pigia become an abrios. And you should give your hand back to her. I just want to show you what Sippy wrote. <laughs> okay. So Sippy said, I, I, again, you see that she's a Bastamathalam, I think. I don't know much about her. She was in the Likud, so I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything, so don't, don't judge from there. But I'm just saying, all right. I mean, she wasn't part of the Haredi uh, camp. Daniel, okay. So she says, <laughs> Jewish law knows about covenant embryos. They know about not insulting people. And we're not going to insult a person who sticks out his hand to a woman. So therefore, we need to care about people's feelings. What about the respect that's due to someone who, for religious reasons, doesn't touch women and won't extend their hand out? So yes, there's, there's that balance has to be there. And... And therefore, she refused. She says, I'm still not going to, you know, extend my hand. and I, 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 That's going to be my shita. Um, Rav Aviner, um, really, it sounds like he was responding to, um, to, uh, to Rav Shirlo. Rav Aviner says that people wanted, the question was, some people brought up, Yashalmi says that when the Kohen um, insulted, we all know what happens. So that comes to the base of Mikdash, and she brings this carbon. And eventually, after the carbon is brought, she's going to be tested to see whether she was really a uh, a wanton woman. Did she really have relations with the man that she was accused of or not? But before she does that, she actually waves this carbon, and the Kohen puts his hands Ooh. under her hands. So you actually have a physical touching. Yeah. You have a physical... He also rips her clothing. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that going to be mutter now to rip uh, okay. the What's clothing? that? All right. But again, there's no... Right? You know this Right? So therefore... Right? So Yashalmi says, why is it mutter though? Yashalmi says, why is it mutter from to do it? What about Yetzirah? 
She says, this is before she looks like Phyllis Diller, right? This is before they, right? This is before they rip her and her hair goes all over the place. Yeah, and, isn't this one of the sources for women covering their hair? That he uncovers their hair? Right. Yeah. Women cover their hair. So we do learn stuff out from this. Right. But but, but the Yashalmi says, why can he stick his hand under her hand? Because, because at this moment, it's not a moment of Yetzirah around Yashalmi, yeah. he says. It's potentially going to be dead in five minutes. That's one thing. And secondly, he's a, he's, he's, he's a Kohen in the base of Mekish. This is, this is a Korban. This is the way you do Korbanos. Right. He said, oh, so therefore, since when you're doing your job, that's what you're zeroing in on, not the how does it feel to feel her hands on top of your palms. That's not what he's, that's not what uh, he's thinking about. So therefore, so therefore, the Shiloh was, why can't you say that if a woman gives you your hand, why can't you at least give her why can't you just do the, the like a little handshake? And especially, this was a question that was asked by Abinair in terms of being in the army. Again, I've said many times, my son was in the army for two years, and he really knows what it's like to uh, exist in such a situation. It was very difficult for him. It's not an easy situation. You're a, you're a, you're, you're a religious soldier in the army, and you're, the men and women are both in uniform. They're both there trying to defend the country. And when they meet, that's what they do. They extend the hand. So he says, So that was the way the question was asked to Rabbi Abinir. So I want to show you Abinir's answer. So he says, first of all, but I'd argue that he says, Ain Hector Okay, Hilly. There's no Hector at all in terms of touching. Now, where did where did Surlel get that it was the Rabbanim? So he starts off with the sheet that's from the Torah. According to the Beis Yosef, according to the Rambam, even though there's no Chiv involved, it's also from the Torah, and there's Yarek Bal Yavon. Okay? Now, this was an internet uh, answer. So all we brought was one little this thing. This What? This is Avinir. This is Yoridea Kuftzadihei. So I went to Yoridea Kuftzadihei, and I said, okay, what's he talking about? So now I know what he's talking about. So briefly... This is what it is. The Rambam says, and this is from the Beis Yosef, the Rambam says that the Isser of Osikravu, of having any close relations with someone who isn't your wife, and even your wife when she's a Nida, uh, is not just touching. It has to do with joking, uh, being involved in like fun activities that don't play, you know, Twister or whatever it is, or charades. Shem uh, Um and that's exactly uh, right. Yochul Yechav Kema, that's hugging and kissing, or Yedabri Ma'atvarim B'Tayla, telling like an off-color joke, right? George Herbert, right? You heard about him, right? That is, he did more than that. But the point is, even telling a, 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 a sort of like a, a blue, not even a blue, I don't know what's close to blue, but you know what I'm talking about. Any sort of like statement that is has elements of, 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 of sexuality in a tone, you can't do that with someone who you're ushered to, to be with. Um, and that's an Isra from the Torah. Now, the Rambam says, even if it's just a finger touching, and it's based here on uh, a Gemara in Shabbos that quotes uh, the famous story of there was a student 
who was a tremendous Talmud Chacham. You might know the story, of course, that Mark talks about, that he was a, he was a standout student. He learned, he studied, and uh, he died. His wife came holding his tefillin and brought it to the base medrash and says, I want to know what's going on here. Why did my husband die? He had such a great future ahead of himself. Why is he dead? So the Gemara says that, I forgot who it was who spoke to her, but the Shashiva who spoke to her said, um, I want to, okay, sit down. You really want to know? Let's go through your private life together. And what he asked her was, okay, when you were a needle, when you were menstruating, was he involved with you? No, not at all. Okay, let me ask you another question. Maybe when you were in that state of being a needle, did you ever bring him? Did you ever bring him some oil? And when you brought him the oil that that was necessary, is it possible that he touched you slightly? Did that occur? So that was one of the questions that was asked. Now, clearly, what? Did he sleep in the same bed with him? So the, the Argamar says that that, but that was after. Uh, she had already was counting the Shiva Nikiyim, okay. and Rabbeinu Tamsa she actually went to the mikvah. So, right. so therefore, what do you see? You see that even though he wasn't trying to have relations with her, but he said, did you actually get involved in a way where you might touch, you might come to touching? That might be enough of a reason why God decided to punish him. Now, Tosos quotes Rashi himself, little historical little Tosos, that Rashi himself and his own family was very careful about that. And therefore, he was very mocked of, of between men and women when, the, when women were in their menstrual stage not to pass any item whatsoever between them because there might be some incidental touch that occurs. Now, obviously, this is a little bit different than our case because our case, paradoxically, with your wife, there's more, even though... Right? And especially, you know, there's this idea of forbidden fruit. So even though she's just bringing you your pipe and your slippers or whatever it is she's doing, or just bringing you the mustard for the hot dog, whatever it is, there's still the chance of a touch which is sexually charged no matter what, which is, I think, different than what we're talking about. So that, I don't think, is a basis. This Rambam is not a basis for that, even if you put in the Rambam and Rashi. But this is the part that Avinair means. So we, it really comes here where it has to do with uh, a sick wife, a wife who is ill. So the Pesios, if it's a question of the true Masadesha, let's say a wife who is in her menstrual stage happens to be ill. So take a look here. Isha Chola, she's ill. Uh, so there's a question of making you have sick, but this is the Shaila. Can her husband help her in her illness? So it's us, he says. Even though the rush allowed the reverse situation, in other words, when the woman, when the man is sick, if there's no one there to help the the husband, the wife is allowed to actually help him and touch him and support him. But as the Truma Sadeshin says, that's when he, that's when he's sick. Take a look here, and she is healthy because since he's sick. He's in an ill state. You don't have to worry about this meaning anything uh, because he's ill. But when she's ill and he is well, you have to be worried. 
even though he seems to be just a doctor and he's just trying to care for her, any touch has the potential to be more than what it appears. Um, and the Beis Yosef concludes here by writing that, excuse me, he says, even though he says in the Ramban, the Ramban says that if, he's, if you're a doctor and your wife is ill, and your wife, even though there are other doctors, and your wife wants you to take care of her, because that's important, uh, the psychological state of the patient. So he says, um, the Ramban says, if she's in a state of sakana, and there's no other doctors around, so then you could feel her heartbeat and do what's necessary because of Bikuach Nefesh. So here comes the Beis Yosef. He says the Ramban can say such a thing because the Ramban holds. This is like the Beis Yosef, like an Ahram. The Beis Yosef here is not just uh, making a compendium of opinions. He says the Ramban who allows a husband to a doctor husband to touch his wife if that's what she wants, even though there's other doctors, is because the Ramban says that even touching Anita is only Rabbana. Because the Ramban says, when the Pasuk says, Lo sikravu, it doesn't mean touch, it doesn't mean hug, it doesn't mean kiss. It's another way of saying having sexual relations. It's the rabbis who attach to the word Lo sikravu, the idea of Isurim by touching and hugging and kissing. But at the end of the day, the Ramban's opinion is, is that the Torah did not disallow this. The rabbis did. That's the Ramban's opinion, Hilly. It's from the Ramban. Okay? But... But according to the Rambam, who holds, like we saw before, touching, winking, playing, that's all from the Torah. So he says, if it's also from the Torah, So the Bez Yosef wrote that it's possible that in this situation, even though you're the doctor and she wants you to cure her, and she might die, but it's also according to the Rambam. So that is what where Rabbi Nair is getting this from. Now, that Beis Yosef is a very strong opinion. And the truth is, most Achronim disagree with him, of the Beis Yosef. Again, and, 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 and Avinair knows that. According to the Shach, the Shach disagrees strongly with that Beis Yosef, and he says it's not in the Giyashal Chiba. In other words, let me repeat. According to the Beis Yosef and the Rambam, any touch, and Lachori, you can't get any more um, non-sexual that I'm trying to save my wife's life, right? That's not sexual, right? Trying to save her life here. I need to be here to help her. No, the Beis Yosef says, according to the Rambam, that touch, the fact that you can't touch her and she's an Arab to you at this point, so that's an, that's a, an extension of the Israel Arayas. Touching is not allowed. So that's the Beis Yosef Shita. It's a very strong Shita. The Shach says, wait, the Rambam, even when the Rambam talked about joking and winking and playing Twister, all of that was some sort of chiba. That was chiba, right? Even though it's true, we're not, uh, I'm, I'm not escorting you to the boudoir, but it's still a sign of, hey, we're doing something, we're friends, but clearly in a situation where it's the touch is necessary, he says there even the Rambam would say it's mutter, and Abiner says, most Ahronim agree with the Shach, that it's not us from the Torah. Okay, so now the question is, is a handshake like the doctor trying to, the, 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 is it like, you know, the, the husband doctor 
needing to, 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 to hold on to his wife to save her? Or, again, what is that power of a thing of a handshake? So, obviously, this is where Shurlau says that that's just, basically, especially if it's done, not like the way I did it with Eliezer, if it's done in a very informal way, that's an Isser de Rabbanon, and we're worried about her being insulted, which is an Isser of, uh, of embarrassment. Um, does it have a meaning whether she's a neither or not? Neither doesn't make a difference. Yeah, so what was the have a meaning for her to start with? On that so, however, Rav Moshe writes that that it is considered an idea of Chiba. He says that um, Rav Moshe writes in the Chuvas that even though he's heard there's been Gedolim who've allowed it, he says he really believes that it's still called uh, a din of Chiba. I'm going to ask you, we only have a minute here left. Rav Moshe feels that a handshake, even in a, 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 fr- a handshake meeting someone, or let's go back to the ethicist, to the story of the guy what's, in the... What's the last one there? Okay. The okay. So the Steiper quoted his brother-in-law, the Chazonish, that when you give your hand to a woman, it's exactly like Chibuk Venishuk. It's exactly like hugging him. Not exactly, but it's the same category. So I'm going to ask you, and we'll stop right here. What's what's the, the point of, of Rav Avinir? That Rav Moshe Feinstein, the posik of the door, said that even though he knows people are allowing it, but it's hard. He says he doesn't believe you can allow to be so on that. Because he believes handshakes, hellos, are really a way of connecting in a friendly way. So what is the what is really the definition of, of chibah, Right? It's it's not the desperate case of the doctor, and yet what is it? This is where this is in this area that Sherlock and Avinair and many of the other people who deal with this issue are trying to figure out. Rav Moshe clearly feels that it's a, it's a, as we say in Yiddish, a zera to be matir because he believes it's actually the it shows I like you, I care for you, we're, we're on the same team, right? We have a commonality. And therefore, he believes it's 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 it's, it's sort of the difference between chiba and chibas bia. It's not that you want to start a relationship, but it's definitely friendship. It's definitely a sign using physical touch as a way to indicate a connection. So, according to Ramayshim, Rabbi and others, that's already in the book where you can't use the shach because it's not. It is chiba. Although it's not chiba for the sake of a, a future sexual relation. It's chiba. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know what's going to happen. But it's definitely chiba. Um, Can we differentiate between Jewish and non-Jewish? So in other words, with a non-Jew, there'd be a bigger chil Hashem, you mean? Uh, no, you, you, know, you know what? We've we got minutes of coming up. Less potential I, of, of, of relationship. Part two? <laughs> uh, you know... I'll tell you just one last thing. One last thing. One of the things that I, I wanted to share with you, you tell me if you think it's, it's a comparison. Um, we all know that the greatest safer in Lashon of course, is the Chavetz Chaim. We know that the Chavetz Chaim himself went to great Bale Musar to, and Rabbanit to get the Askama. It's He went to Rabbi Yisrael Salanter for Askama, and Rabbi Yisrael Salanter refused to give him Askama. It's incredible. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter did not want to give Aspama, in other words, that the Chavetz Chaim's book should be published. So the Chavetz Chaim went over, you know, he made a trip to him, and he said, I'm very surprised. He says, I love the Sefer. 
it's great. What you did here has almost never been done before. Alavada should be more smart like this. But he said, I couldn't give you a stomach. He said, why not? He said, because, and he showed him in the, in the safer where it was, he says, you passed in the following. You wrote here that, let's say, I have said Lashon Hara to Eliezer about David. And now I feel terrible that I said Lashon Hara. I need to go over to David and tell him that I've said Lashon Hara. Otherwise, oh, otherwise, I don't have Mechila. The Chavetz Chaim passes this Lashon Rabbi Salanter said that he can't feel that that's true. Because David doesn't know that I ever speak Lashon Hara about him. David thinks I'm one of his good friends. David would be shocked that I would actually schmooze with Eliezer about him. So therefore, what I've done, although the Avera is hanging up here, and I can't get Nechil on Yom Kippur without asking him, Rabbi Salanter said, I don't have a right in order to be able to get Mechila to make you feel bad. To give you that tsar, even though you're going to actually process it and say, but the pain of knowing that I actually would say Lashon Hara about you is, is an Avera. So for my Mechila, I don't have a right to do that to be Messiah. So this is one of the classic examples of you know what? Not on the other person's special. I don't think it's a parallel, right? Because in a way, right, I didn't ask her to give me my hand. But in yet, you definitely see how I'm going to go to Gehenna with this Aveira of Lush and Hara on my head, what Yishal Salanter said, because I don't have a right to make a person to hurt a person. So you see, in a way, that this Cheshman means something. I'm going to actually get the Aveira of Lush and Hara. It'll never be Nimchal, because I never told him. But I don't have but I don't have a right to hurt somebody in that cheshbon. I think here is different, but you do see the idea of the Hashivas of not hurting somebody. Okay, replace that, we'll see you next week. Maybe.